Yeah, it's wild what, what's happening. Slowly as time progresses, we get more and more attached to our electronics, to just technology in general. Like we expect high and fast internet speeds. Like just take a look back at when you were, I don't know, like in grade school, even maybe like eighth grade, or even seventh grade, sixth grade, and like reflect back on how your internet was. Like it was super slow and we were okay with it. I've been working, told him, please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bruh, just leave me alone. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast. See, I did it for me. Now my old friends calling, told him nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog, swear I paid on my fees. I was starving for this day, now my fan, they can't eat. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Couple of Nurses podcast. Welcome to the Couple of News. If you guys don't know, make sure you check out cupofnurses.com. We keep all our show notes there. So every time we bring out research, every time we talk about something specific, we always put links in our show notes just so you don't have to take our word for it. You can just literally find this stuff yourself. Also, we have cupofnurses.shop with all our coolest and latest merch. And don't forget to check out wearefullandwarriors.com for our latest mindfulness and wellness tips, blog posts, and just anything related to bettering yourself, bettering your life. And we have something great in store for you guys. It is called Pronto, P-R-N-T-O. You go on prontohealth.com and you can subscribe over there because this is something revolutionary, we could say, and innovating that is going to happen to the travel nursing industry. And we just wanted to gather the community and just figure out how to make travel nursing better, more efficient, and just more of a friendly experience, right? So we helped actually create uh, something for you guys to to use and to hopefully subscribe to and get the benefit of and also collaborate on. So what's up, Matt? What's up, what's up? We're going to take a spin on today's episode a little bit different because usually we talk about health and updates and what's going on, but today we're going to talk about technology. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the metaverse, Facebook's recent rebranding to meta meaning beyond and after in Greek. So what is in store for us? Where's the future of technology as we get closer and closer to merging with it? Yeah, it's wild what's happening. Slowly as time progresses, we get more and more attached to our electronics, to just technology in general. Like we expect high and fast internet speeds. Like just take a look back at when you were, I don't know, like in grade school, even maybe like eighth grade or even seventh grade, sixth grade, and like reflect back on how your internet was. Like it was super slow and we were okay with it. Yeah, and right now you literally have more power in this in this iPhone than you do in any computer that you had back in the day when you were growing up as a kid. And that's, that just shows you how much technology advances over 10 years. And now think about how far it's going to advance in another 10 years. Yeah, just like when the internet started and the email started, it was like at Yahoo or at Gmail. We didn't know what that means. And we're kind of like, oh, you have an email address? And it was very foreign language to other people, but now everybody has an email address. Everybody subscribes to a store that they go to for their email subscription to get discounts and et cetera. And we grew we, up, yeah, we yeah. grew up in like a time during MySpace. And MySpace was like the most revolutionary social platform you could have. Even AOL, which is like AIM mm-hmm. instant messaging from AOL. And we used to just hop on after like fifth grade and chat with people and my username was like Polish Boy Twenty Three or something, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, dude. Yeah, and like, that's why that's how we used to communicate back then, and that was to us such an amazing feature. We've lived through also the age of CD players and also iPods, and it's crazy how the CD player trended for a few years, and then the iPod trended for a few years, and they got rid of that. So 
every few years, I feel there's like some kind of breakthrough in technology. I'm really curious what's going to happen next. Right now, it seems like we're going towards that artificial reality, virtual reality kind of route just because of what's going on around us. So maybe that's like the next pop. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what Mark Zuckerberg said with Facebooks and their rebranding that just took place in 2021. Mm-hmm. So they're changing their iconic name because they don't feel like they're a social media platform. Mm-hmm. They're more than that. They're a technology company. So the next frontier is this this metaverse, which is basically going to be a virtual reality brought into life. Mm-hmm. And look how hooked we are on social media already. Like technology has hooked us, man. They figured out the algorithms. We're swiping it like no other. When we feel anxious going around in the store or feel uncomfortable, the first thing we do is grab something familiar. That's usually those screens and go on it subconsciously. Like it's addicting. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm a very mindful person, but there's times that I catch myself scrolling through TikTok or whatever it is. I'm just like, dude, you're wasting your time. Get off this. Mm -hmm. Or... You're supposed to look something up on Instagram to check. You look it up and you get sucked into the freaking rabbit hole and you're swiping through whatever it is. 100%. It's hard. It's super hard. And they have you literally connected to this thing. And they have each individual connected, but they have so much individual people connected to it because when we hear the name Facebook, everyone just thinks of Facebook. People don't understand that Instagram also is owned by Facebook, that WhatsApp is also owned by Facebook, that Oculus is also owned by Facebook. So they rebranded it from this, this Facebook to, to Meta Universe or Metaverse. And that's kind of like shows you where their goal is. They want to connect everything into one, right? So imagine how many people use Instagram, how many people use Facebook, how many people use WhatsApp, how many people use Oculus. Well, guess what? Facebook or now Metaverse owns all that data. So if you think about it, they could have put everybody on one grid already if they really wanted to. They could put everybody in one server because they have access to all that data from these different companies that are all owned by one company. Yeah, not to think about, because this is going to be like an interconnected reality. Uh, first is going to be VR, then a little bit more augmented reality, which we'll explain the differences later. But just taking a look at Facebook, like there's Facebook groups, marketplace, uh, you could be dating, campus, shop. Like dating. those are, mark. yeah, there's different aspects of this app. But now imagine just putting a goggle on and having a different little mini universe wherever you go. You want to be socially connecting? Sure, you hop on this world. You want to go sell your product in a virtual space? There's going to be a globe for that, like in the RuneScape where we used to play. You want to go on a date? Well, instead of swiping on Tinder, getting to know her, you're going to go on a virtual date somewhere in this multi-universe, and you could see if you want to meet them in person. Or you're never going to meet them in person. That's going to be the space where people just date. It's Mm -hmm. crazy to think about because of where we came from and how the world is, but look how things are changing, you know. Uh, later, we could talk about the like the industrial revolutions, but growth used to happen very linear, and now it's happening exponentially. And we have no idea where this shit is going. We don't. We really don't, because if you look back at 10 years, look how different life was. But I think this all kind of stems from from people not enjoying life or viewing life as, as misery. Because this is one way to get people out of like the 9 to 5, you could say. So when someone, you know, doesn't, fully invest in their life, you could say, or, or life doesn't excite them or, for, or whatever. And they're in like a, this misery-filled job where they wake up at, at eight, go to work by nine, come out of work by five, get home by six. That's very repetitive. So what the metaverse wants to do is that time in between, you could say you're working shifts, you want to be on this platform for now. And that's crazy to think about because they literally want to consume your whole life while the other half, or they want to consume a half of your life 
while the other half works and takes part of society and takes part in society. Yes. So imagine being a nurse for 12 hours and then straight from the hospital, you go home and you hop on this metaverse for six hours and then you sleep for eight hours and then same thing and it, and it repeats over and over. And that's satisfying to you. And you get what you use for society, that the nurse portion. That'd be something crazy to think, to think about. Yeah. And you're it's literally like the matrix where you use people as batteries. And you're right because people are, they don't have satisfaction in life. They lost their purpose and drive to do things. So we already escape reality right now with Netflix, games. I mean, you name it, gambling, drugs, pornography. We already have many escapes. So imagine how well social media uses to hook our dopamine senses and it works. Mm -hmm. Now imagine an extra dopamine rush in virtual reality. With an extra It's sense. going to be so good. It's not going to be refusable. And they already got us hooked to this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit like how predictive programming works, you know, where you put this in movies. So the, it's interesting because they're technically going to hijack our consciousness. And our consciousness is technically attention. And attention is currency. So you're going to have the human body, but the being is going to be completely disconnected from that human. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be plugged into something else. That's all it's really essentially going to be. Imagine how that influences time. Because what if in that six-hour headset, you're in something that is maybe just years of time, you could say. If so they slowed it down. Ima yeah, imagine, like, same with video games. Like, you know how you play video games and you progress levels and you get better and better? And, it, you know, like, it feels like you're going through through a game, through, like, levels and a straight, like, an architecture and, like, a strategy tool, right? So what if that becomes, like, the metaverse where you're in there and six hours feels like a week there? And you're just building there. And that's what you're building here. You're building there because you have the opportunity to build more there. Because as a human, you're lacking that capability. Right? Because it would be cool to build a Colosseum. Like Minecraft. Like it's cool to build. Right? Yes. But it's only so much you can build with your hands. So that's why building games are, are so attractive to us. Because we, we want to build as humans. We want to create. We want to build stuff. And that's where it, it sucks you in. Because you could, it's less time, you could say. And you're able to create more with less. Yeah, so we're expanding, and whether that's good or bad from us, that's personal opinion. Mm. But it, it, it's it's paint the image of VR and technology and the merge of humans and technology. It's painted so vividly in Hollywood with these movies and transhumanism, which we get will we get towards at the end of the episode. That they're they're selling you this. It's going to be impossible to not do this, including Mark Zuckerberg. I think they dropped ten billion dollars so far on this project. Or and they've been it. they've been working on this project for over seven years. So this is this technology has existed. It's just taking time to build out. You know, they're building out these virtual concerts, probably taking a trip online. They're building out these worlds, whatever it is, because it's called meta platforms. So they're they're going to create platforms, interconnected realities. I, just mind blowing to yeah. me. It's like all they're trying to make one platform for everything. So like, imagine using Snapchat while in the metaverse like like what imagine using a phone while you're in the metaverse when you have a real phone but you could but you prefer to use an artificial phone that's all just like implanted into your brain from like all the senses it's going to to you to work off of yeah, like it, imagine that it sounds far-fetched but if you just look at facebook we can't live without it or social media but this just started in 2004 mm -hmm. so it's been less than two decades that this technology existed now the thesis that Mark Zuckerberg said that this is the next frontier of social connection. So whether you like it or not, 
this is so integrated in our life, that's going to be as well. The next step. Ultimately, it's going to come to us as humans if we think that this is bad based on the rep that Facebook got, for example, uh, the advertisement that they use us and the data that they collect. If we said, hey, this is bad, we could technically reject it as a collective. But as a collective consciousness, if this is implanted in society like as a good thing, and it is usually portrayed in movies, then we're going to like subconsciously just lean towards that world because that energy is already implanted if you think about it that way. Yeah, true, true. See, I have like a different idea. I, I have like my thought for this is, I mean, e either way it's going to happen, either way, I believe it's our responsibility to either use it the right way or the wrong way. And it just ha so it happens to be usually used and always used in the wrong way. So it's almost like we're pushing further towards our own, almost our own demise, right? Possibly. But then again, you never know what's going to happen. Like yeah. you don't know, like technology always wants to progress. And it's when it's hard to conceptualize and, and understand what's too far because we don't know. Because technology is exponentially growing, not yeah. linear. So there's no ethics involved in what's right or wrong. Just like uh, episode you watched yesterday about the Nelk Boys, that Steve O'Doit is looked bad on the internet as a YouTuber because he's been advertising as an influencer to sign up for the gambling site. Mm -hmm. So you have an online gambling service that's that he this guy this kid is addicted to gambling yet he's promoting gambling so he could have extra money to gamble away money mm -hmm. so he's getting kids hooked on it is that the right thing to do where you know it's the wrong thing because it's forming an addiction that you have yet you're allowing other people to get it so that's why it's hard where ethics come in what's the right way to do it because technically in this situation what you want the government to police everything you're doing on the internet to protect you from getting addicted to gambling it's, it's that double-edged sword that we always talk about yeah. that there needs to be ethics right and it's even harder when there's things that have never been created it's hard to to think about ethics of virtual reality when it's not something that you could do every day because you don't know where that line is so it's like how are you going to establish an ethical line or ethical barrier if you don't have that technology widely accessible yet and that and when it becomes widely accessible well guess what it's been used in all sorts of ways so it's already kind of hard to create ethics for it because everyone's been using it in, in every and any way possible. That's why kind of technology is, is a gray line. And I feel like majority of people that are creating stuff, I feel like th they have an idea of what's good and what's bad. But I feel like they take the route of more control and more uh, fiscal gain and financial gain. 100%. Compared to like the more of like the, the calm and more of the slower and proper approach, approach to it. Yeah. Yep. Even uh, Fortnite, it's like the first game that surpa surpassed like a billion dollars in sales or whatever it was. Yeah. It was one of those top video games. And there's investors that are giving it money to raise for its long-term plan of creating its own metaverse in Fortnite. So yeah. it's just going to be the world wide web of the future, essentially, which is Web 3.0. Yeah. And to differentiate between augmented reality versus VR, so there's AR and VR. So VR, just think of it as completely virtual in a video game, which is Oculus, the headset that you put on. Augmented reality is something that's blended with the real world setting. A good example of this is like Pokemon Go. You're able to collect Pokemon in your real world through the, through the app, but it wasn't completely augmented reality because you were just looking through a phone. Imagine having glasses eventually or contact lenses. 
Uh, but this is a little bit of a further technology because it's requiring new technology. Like they already have VR invented. They got to create new projectors and new lenses and a whole new technology mm. to produce this kind of quality that's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like what's going on right now, I feel like is just data harvesting. Like say with uh, the, the Tesla cars. So they're not very widespread, but but you don't really have to be as widespread in, in the beginning because you want to first make sure the kinks are, are like worked out. So what Tesla is doing, because they don't have the super high volume yet, is they literally have cars in every area of the car from the outside. So it's literally mapping its environment. So with, with each car, the, the program is learning about the environment around it, how it should react, what it should react to, how does a human look, and how does like a dog look versus how does the sidewalk look, how do these, these roads, these lines on this road look. Like it's all, it's all just learning. And that's basically what's been going on, you know, since 2004. Yeah. And one thing that the, the government hasn't stepped in is like creating some barriers for like digital privacy and us owning our data. And that's the next question. It's just like you mentioned is, is this just another way to harvest more data? Yeah, but how would you, the thing is with data is like, how would you own your own data? You know, I feel like one way to do it is if somehow we had like our own server, you could say, and let's just say each like individual a, person, like each smartphone came with its own server, like built in. And like you would post it to your server and off that server, it'll go to these companies. But this personal server filters out certain information and only gives the information that you literally want to give out. Because I'm sure you guys know every time you download an app and you agree to the terms and conditions of the app, they're basically, you're basically allowing them to you're harvest the product. Your, yeah. You're basically allowing them to harvest all the information on your phone. And usually they use that information for ads. That's yeah. basically how Facebook, Google make ads is because they paint a pair uh, paint a per paint a picture of you. So we paint a picture of Matt. And since I know that Matt likes Nike shoes, he likes Lululemon shorts, and he likes the Cincinnati Bengals. So guess what? Facebook tells people, "Hey, Cincinnati Bengals, Matt's a fan. He's going to buy something for you. So we're gonna give him an ad." Yeah. And we're gonna go Nike. Matt likes Nike shoes. He always always look at them. Let's give them a Nike. Let's give him a Nike ad because they already know Matt's gonna be more predisposed to buy these products. Because it has information about him. Yes, and even crazy. and even like Mark Zuckerberg's earning call says that ad, the ads are going to be an important part of the strategy across all platforms as they're going to incorporate it into the metaverse in a meaningful way. So ads aren't going away anytime mm -hmm. soon. We just watched the Social Dilemma, and this movie just came out a couple of years ago, and people are just finding out how deep this goes mm -hmm. as far as data being extracted as far as having a, literally an AI next to your screen, predicting your move, seeing where your eyeballs are going and creating content for you. This newsfeed is an algorithm that keeps you hooked in longer because more, t more time and attention is just currency, which is more money for the stakeholders and investors and all that. And guess what, this is just on your phone. So when you have your phone, they, they're, they, they're data harvesting what you use and they're also data harvesting your voice. That's why sometimes when you say shit and you're just like, whoa, how do I just get this ad? It's not magic that you got this ad. It's because your iPhone, your Samsung, they're all listening to you. And when you mention certain keywords like Nike shoes, and then you get a Nike shoes ad, it's not coincidental because, oh, Nike has a, has a broad audience. So there's most likely a, high, a good chance of me getting the ad. No, it's not how it works. It's because the phone literally heard you say it. So the next platform you open up, they're gonna tell Instagram, hey, Matt just said Nike. And your phone tells Instagram, Matt said Nike, and Instagram tells Nike that you said Nike. So, and that's how the f money flows. 
It flows from Matt's pocket to the to the iPhone to the app to the company. It's crazy to think about, but that's literally how it works. That's why these Alexas in your in your homes. That's why I'm trying to make it make it a thing because your cell phone can only hear so much, right? But if you have an Alexa or a Google Home or whatever they're called in every room, well, guess what? Now, now Amazon or Google gets to listen to everything you say because they're in every room, so they know how to. They literally can write down how many times you said the word Nike, and they could they could. Tell you, hey, data is going to be so. Yeah, hey, Matt said Nike fifteen times, but Peter said Nike five times. So now I know they both said Nike, but your better chance of a sale with Matt because he said it fifteen times compared to Peter said it, said it five, and that's how niche down this data gets, and that's how that's what they, they could take from you, and it's literally how every app and, and every technology works is just data harvesting everything, and it's, and it's crazy, and that's how you get better targeted ads, that's how you're able to better sell products, and that's how these companies function. You might not necessarily pay Google all the time, but you're literally paying with, with what you say, with what you do, with, with your time and with everything that you do in like your life because it hears you. That's why Facebook yeah. and all these platforms are billion dollar companies. Yeah. And this they, don't, is... they don't charge you subscription. It's not Netflix. Facebook doesn't charge you $5 a month to use a platform. No, it doesn't charge you anything. It's free. But what's taking it from you is all the data that you have to offer. Yes. And this is the fourth industrial revolution that's happening, ladies and gents. So to kind of break it down that we're on like the brink of this next techno technological revolution that's happening, we're technically on the third and merging with fourth. So the first industrial re revolution was water and steam. And this gave power to create production. The newspaper, they finally had factories that were producing like cotton that was creating clothing. They were able to mass produce newspapers. So Irrigation systems, right? Yes, that was the first revolution, or the windmills, or the watermills to create electricity, right? Then the second industrial revolution was the electric power to create mass production. So we finally got electricity to mass produce factories, like assembly line of cars and different products, and now we commercialize everything. We have these supermarkets such mm -hmm. as Walmart and everything else, you know, due to the um, electric revolution that started, which is the second one. And the third technological revolution was electronics and information. So we learned how to automate things, how to mass produce, whether, you know, this is scam likely calls to mm. everything of technology that we see and we're experiencing such as apps and technology. Yeah, um, scam likely calls are wild, man. They yeah. always hit me with those. We, we figured out how to like make our computers big into small, crazy processors and storages and it's able to access like infinite amount of information. Just look at... Google, you could literally learn anything you would like to. Like humans have such a power right now, they have no, they have, they don't even understand. Like a perfect example is like how we used to go to the library to learn something. Now it's just on Google with an instant Now you're trying to access. figure out, is this worth it to learn or not? Isn't that crazy? It's not how can I learn this, is what I want to learn. Yeah, what I want to learn and, and should I learn this? Because you can learn a bunch of random shit online that's, that's not valuable and you have this concern what should I learn and what sh should I not learn? Not like I want to learn, like not, not just learn. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's just, you just got, you have so much information out there that you're trying to figure out what's valuable and what's not compared to going to library where you're trying to get as much valuable information as you can. And this is the overload that humans in the first time as hunter gatherers are experiencing. Mm -hmm. We were meant to be more physical beings, to be in tune with nature, to use our sense, five senses to see what's going on. Now we're just overloaded so much information and we don't have the computing processes 
to analyze this data. Mm-hmm. Like you used to have like five or six friends you hit up and you know about their life. Now you have a thousand people on social media, maybe slide through that you're aware of. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of computing power in this damn little brain. And then you wonder why we have ADHD, we can't focus on things because attention is currency, man. It's being sold in the wrong places in your life. Mm. And imagine now you get something implanted into your brain because all they really want is your brain power. We could make robots and machines make certain goods that we need every day. But what we can't replicate right now is, is, your, is your brain, is your thoughts, is your wants, is your needs. So that's basically all they're trying to harness is that. Not really your physical work, because you don't have to do as much of it anymore compared to where you used to. It's all, it's all machine driven. And every, any, every kind of major work is now done through, through computers or more technology based things, right? When, when you go, like how many people work from home now? More than there has ever existed before. And that just shows you how technology is, is, is progressing and where the value is. Yeah. Those day to day people are like, we still need electricians, we still need people to, to do trades. But the majority of workforce isn't in those things. It's more of like in the tech stuff that's more electronic based. And it's crazy to think about because that's where, where the value is and where it's going to probably be for a long time now. Exactly. Look at NFTs and crypto mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, but the fourth industrial revolution is just the merge of technologies together. So we're blurring the lines between the physical, digital, and the biological sphere. So technologies that are emerging from this is artificial intelligence, robotics, autonomous vehicles, 3D printing, nanotechnology, biotechnology, energy storage, and quantum computing. So this is the next era that we're entering, and we don't know how long it's going to be because we might progress to the fifth so rapidly with all this exponential growth. Oh, we don't even know what the fifth is, right? So what is the fifth? If this is a, if number four is, is, is already here, and we couldn't grasp this concept when we were around three, Imagine what five is going to be. I think five, the fifth revolution, is going to be the complete extraction of your consciousness from the human being that you have and then being put into a digital space where you could live on forever. Hmm. I mean, that's possible because my prediction was the fifth was going to be something where you could change time. Because right now with this electronic boom is like you're changing your environment, right? When you enter virtual reality, when you have augmented reality, you're using what you have there to portray someone that's not there. So if you're able to change the aspect of the way you view things and the way you view life, then I think the next thing to tackle is going to be time. Be because crazy. like you said, what if there, we have number five is going to be where you could be powered by some kind of machine or you're in some kind of machine or in some kind of place that you could be there forever. Yeah, you could be anywhere. And you any could be time, anywhere. Any you could time. just go through the channels like on YouTube. You yeah. could be in a different universe at a different aspect and... Yeah, who knows, you yeah. know? And that's why it's like crazy about these technology the technology booms is because each one surpasses the prior one at a greater capacity, but we also don't know what to expect on the next one or predict what's going to happen next. Yeah. Mystery and of life, I think. It is. And this goes into transhumanism. So it's essentially a movement. And these are real associations that exist. And it's basically the creation of cyborgs, which is machine and human. So I oh, found a good it, idea. Yeah, I found an article from the Journal of International Physical Medicine and Rehab. This is an article that's not peer-reviewed, but it's a doctor that wrote it in Peru based on his experiences that he's been seeing. So it's a little bit of a crazy story. It sounds a little bit effed up, so grain of salt, of course. If you have any kids listening to it, now will be a good time to um, give us over to your parents. Yeah, it's funny. And if you want to read the whole article and see how this Peru guy exposes transhumanism in his country... 
you can check out the show notes on couplenurses.com. So this titled was Transhumanism, the Big Fraud Towards Digital Slavery. So transhumanism is promoted as the philosophy that we need to advance as a human. So we need to transform now with from our biological limitations and transform to a different human condition. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a Darwin evolutionary thing that they believe in. Um, so they they are for adding implants and inserting DNA in human beings will improve their condition. So it's just emerged with technology, and they're you know they're calling this a way of getting rid of the excess baggage and replacing mm -hmm. with better containers. So it's almost like this designer theme where yeah. you have this human body, but we can make it better. And, you know, we're already kind of seeing it in small aspects where we're wearing our Fitbits and our whoop bands. But imagine eventually this whoop band is going to be like a digital screen on your form and you could see your heart rate and everything else. So what if we're merging closer and closer because we have nanobots and nanotechnology and all this bio engineering where it could just give us real time data or what are your electrolytes and just like create superhumans as far as like athletes and all that. Or what if you don't even need this body in general? What if they figured out how to take this brain and condense it into like a small little little piece or a small little chip or whatever? Because our brain is what they're the after, if you think about it. So if you look at an animal, imagine if that animal had the, had a human brain and human ideas. Imagine if a tiger had that. When Tiger had a, like a human brain, human ideas, they would probably be in a whole different situation compared to humans if we had a tiger brain. The tigers would advance at the same rate as it's like humans did, for example. So imagine if you could get rid of our, our limits of the human body. So imagine if you had the same thoughts, same ideas, and you could be in, like, for example, a robot that doesn't have any skin, that doesn't have any kind of flesh, doesn't have any organs. It just... A robot but it has the same thoughts same ideas as you because it is you because whatever is going on in our head somehow got transferred into into like this little chip it's or like this little yeah or this little you know item and that little item is now placed into a different physical thing but it still thinks like us speaks like us does everything like us think except the way it looks is different because imagine how how giant of a leap that would be for the human race you could say because now going to the moon, going to Mars, doesn't seem that difficult anymore. You know, it's a little bit scary about this. What's scary about it? So Everything's scary about it, bro. It is, Everything it is. is scary, so man. And it's wild that it's there's, Halloween. there's people that exist that are for this kind of movement. Yeah. Transhumanists. I mean, I'd be but down if, if you use it in the right way. So if you have a human being and the being is a spirit and the human is separate, the whole point of death is to leave this body behind and go into maybe a different dimension or different plane whatever the case might be who knows what the afterlife brings but if you merge and you know they, they believe that we should le leave behind our biological evolution and enter the evolution based on technology which is which is going to be a post-human species mm -hmm. so if you upload consciousness into ai or you merge it what if that prevents the actual being from leaving where it's supposed to be and it's yeah. almost capturing us in this 3D dimension, but we're not meant to be here because we're bigger than that. Yeah, because we don't know what happens when we die. What if we die and we enter like the most magical and wonderful place and this is like the steps to get there? Because no one has, has ever proven anything possible, possibly happens after death. Or it, could, or it could be nothing, but how do you know? You don't, and that's like the thing. That's like 
the hu- our natural natural human instinct to have fear of the unknown because we rather be predictably programmed and know what's going to happen versus I feel like almost have free will and not know what's going to happen if you think happen if you think about it because how often does a person get stuck in the same loop over and over and over again like thought patterns happen exactly. all the time that's and that's anxiety right and that's easier to do than change right and imagine how crazy of a case, crazy of a change that could be what if death is just a change but the hardest change that you that you ever go through yes. right because look how easy easy it is for to look how easy it is for us humans and our brain to get stuck in negative thinking and stuck in negative actions stuck in a negative loop pattern negative news negative actions consequences and we're always stuck in that and then we reach the age of 80 and 70 and our deathbed and people realize that hey i fucked up or this happened and then a lot of times people are are like okay with their life at the end and they let go maybe it just took them that much that long to realize that it's okay to let go yeah compared to somebody else that maybe is, is okay with dying and they're like in their 30s or 20s their 40s but pursue life with as much enjoyment as possible because for some reason, at some age, they already kind of realize that, hey, death isn't the end. It's just a change the or a beginning. step in a different direction. Yeah, It's like the snake that eats itself, you mm-hmm. know? It's beginning and ending. And, I mean, nature doesn't lie. There's two things that are guaranteed, change and death. And that's part of the human process that humans take place on in nature. So why change that, you know, due to our own self selfishness, you yeah. know? And where does it go, dude? That's like the crazy thing. Is like, it's like, where does it go? It has to go somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, this can't just be it. And this doctor outlines two subjects that are kind of being hit in this agenda of transhumanists is that what if this technology gets implanted and it's a weapon that's used against citizens? Look what's already happening, the way our governments are treating us as citizens, Mm -hmm. like in Australia and different countries. What what makes you think it won't be any different? Or look at Westworld, that movie on HBO that literally had a theme park or virtual, uh, virtual, I was going to say virtual assistance, Mm -hmm. of artificial intelligence and that theme park reset every single day with this AI theme park. And whenever you want to reprogram the robot, you could say stop and think freezes. What if our government can do that to us? Like we're going to lose the ability of free will because it's going to be implanted. What makes you think they're not going to abuse that power, which we already seen the abuse in everything, including Facebook. Facebook has abused its algorithms for sale. It has caused anxiety and depression if you could create that correlation, but it has, right? Mm-hmm suicide everything's on the rise but yet we're still trusting this company to take us to this metaverse it's just it's just like pfizer dude and the largest u.s healthcare fraud but yet we're supposed to still trust it with another thing johnson johnson metallic powder it literally gave babies cancer but yeah, yeah we're gonna but, but, trust them with other stuff and and that's just perspective you know so what if we lose our identity as a human and we lose permanent privacy because of a cerebral internet and you know even if you look at uh people that are for this event and this you know this research article that this guy wrote went deep but you know they talk about this this interconnectedness that we all want so i should probably even already talk about it <laughs> yeah it's crazy that's against my head what's up i don't want to go way down the rabbit hole but I got to bring it up because why not? We're drinking we, water. We don't, do, we don't do these episodes often, this, this man. This water's hitting me extra hard today, you know? I so. wish we had some claws. Some claws? I thought it's a cloth. But this yeah. water's hitting me hard, though. It's going straight straight to the brain. Little yeah. My gut bacteria love it. Yeah. So I was thinking, what if this is just a ploy for population control? Because yeah, what, if, can be. what if people have less children because they're having more children on, like, the metaverse? 
You know what I'm saying? It's like Sims. That that need for that kid, you're not going to have that physically anymore because you're going to have him more driven in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then it's loading less and less people, but more and more people on this game, which is okay because it's just servers. So you could keep building servers. And then what if the world runs out of servers and then we go to a different planet? We harness planets and our energy because we need more servers. Yeah. Not more room for humans, there's more room for servers. And robots get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it's a robot-human war. Okay, Bro. so since we're talking about rabbit hole stuff, I'm going to share you my craziest rabbit hole idea that I plunged in when I was looking about transhumanism. Shoot me straight, bro. I'm going to shoot you straight, bro. And all these listeners out here. So supposedly that we're drawn as humans, our DNA is interconnected to Earth. You know, the sun, all this stuff. And if you merge humans with technology, and this is funny because... Transhumanist, the symbol is a cyborg, which represents that the objective is to become as little carbon as possible. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, they're in Latin America, they're doing this by introducing silicone steel microchips within us, right? So transhumanists are trying to create us as humanly as possible because supposedly if we, we want to colonize another planet, we can survive on Mars because as humans, we're so... Um, we were meant to be on Earth, and we wouldn't survive there. But if you alter our DNA and change us as a species, we can survive multi-planetary. 100%. But, but that's just, guys, grain of salt here, man. This was a rabbit hole yesterday. After I read that shit, I closed my computer. I'm like, I think I'm done with scripting for this episode. Hey, well, that's not a bad example. <laughs> it thinking. isn't. What if it's easier? And then, to, we, then we don't need air we to don't. survive. What if it's easier to change human genetics than it is to change... The atmosphere of a planet. Imagine that. I mean, who knows how? Imagine that, dude. How can you change atmosphere of a whole planet, right? So why not just change the people that are living on it? Right, because it's almost like we're mice with people. You could, you know, how every everything is bred with almost like we have a small defect. What if these people find out which humans need the least carbon or need the least oxygen, and then they have those people breed, and they can create even more mutations, which makes those those kids even less reliant on oxygen and so forth. And over years and years and years and years, you get this perfect specimen of a human that doesn't require or requires a minimal oxygen and you throw that motherfucker on a different planet because he is going to be the number one person to go there because guess what? He only needs, imagine needing only 20% of the air that you're taking on yeah. a daily basis. Look how much smaller oxygen tanks you would need. Look how easy it would be for, to create a society where, where you create a society geared towards you on a different planet where it's oxygen deprived or maybe only has 20% oxygen, but guess what? Matt only needs 20% oxygen because we've been breeding the fucking Star Trek family for years and years and years. <laughs> this is this is the hundredth generation of the Star Trek, and guess what? This this Matt, the 645th in his family, only 20% oxygen. Send that motherfucker to Mars, dude. Yeah, even... Um, Damn, this water's hitting real hard. Yeah, yeah keep drinking, bro. <laughs> and that that's crazy to think about because look at even what's happening with gender. We're completely removing mm -hmm. it. In the next couple of decades, we're going to become an A... Dude. sexual uh, species. And that's perfect because if you're less asexual, you're more inclined to hop on the cyborg train and merge because yeah. you don't have that human aspect like holding you down anymore. And look how it is for research. If we just have this, this if we don't have to worry about sex, that already uh, gets rid of a variable, right? And a giant variable. And now because, we're already hooked on technology, right? right? So and because with, with the different sex, it's associated with these kind of hormones and now you don't have to worry about those hormones. Now you don't have to worry about emotional woman. Yeah. Now you don't have to re to worry about the the masculine male. It's just one. 
Yeah. And even this, you know, cell phone right now, it's a freaking liability holding it. So now it's going to eventually be on my head, which is easier. Mm -hmm. If you're already accepting it, because and you're always walking around with a headset, why not just implant it? So that solves some comfort Friction. and all that. Why not? If we're already going to be that plugged in, we're going to be less susceptible to not, not uh, refuse it, basically. Yeah. Well, for you guys who don't know, coming to the podcast is going to be the first podcast available on the metaverse. I'm totally down <laughs> to do it. I mean, I see the future no, like being, being sarcastic because we're, we're like so, we're so anti this, but yeah, we're gonna be the first ones. Yeah, down exactly. Platform, we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go explore really quick <laughs> though, and then maybe withdraw. We'll you know, yeah. it's like exploring America. Oh, it was good, it's good. Fun. You know, yeah. grab some gold there, pull back. But I mean, I'm totally down to do a virtual seminar in the future and do a meeting group. I'm done. And then you know, pull back from that because it's not. That's where we want to go. Yeah. Uh, one of an we're going to explore one transhumanist on this podcast, and his name is Ray Kujvel. Uh, this is the German. Uh, uh, you could look him up if you wanted to find out, but he's he's more American here, <laughs> based on the medals he's getting yeah, from Bill Clinton here, huh? and Hillary Clinton <laughs> and Barack Obama. Um, but he's a pioneer of this, so he has had. Um, a medal in 2000, or 1999, he used, on Forbes magazine, called him the supreme thinking machine. Mm -hmm. And he's been called the successor of Thomas Edison. Interesting. So he's revolutionizing things. Uh, Bill Clinton gave, gave him a, uh, a medal, National Medal of Technology. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that was also um, on Epstein's plane, you know? Yeah. I, right. get the medal to him on the plane. I wonder going that deep down in the rabbit hole. So it seems a little bit crazy what I'm going to talk to you guys here about. But basically this physician, and this is the research article that I brought up, is he's exposing in Latin America one of like the transhumanist agenda that's happening. And it was between the government and a Peruvian health insurance company. Mm -hmm. So this guy, was, this guy has been collecting evidence since of what's happening. So in 2000, uh, 2009, the Barack Obama and... Uh, Barack Obama administration and Hillary Clinton, they organized crime basically through this insurance company. So what happened is there was an Institute of Peruvian Health Institution that got, that got a biomedical research like certification. And we've been sending millions of dollars there for these projects, supposedly. One of them was the Sabogal Hospital, where there was a giant neuroscience research projects were funded. So there was a boom in Peru with neuroscience, uh, neuroscience and surgeries and things like that one of the the funders was actually bill gates but he was camouflaged with different you know um what are they called organizations and nonprofits. you know how they do it um so what happened is they're kind of testing mental control uh, cerebral internet uh in in one of the hospitals and they actually had a military base that was right by that city that was um you know training people and if you look at the, the u.s army this says that we're gonna have super soldiers and cyborgs in the future um, I know the U.S. Army is advanced, but how do you test technology? You either do it on your own people like they used to do it in the CIA and they're testing mind control and MKUltra and they're giving us citizens freaking acid to see if we could control them. Or why not do it in, in a different country where it's less probable to get caught because of freaking lower um, economic families? Mm -hmm. So supposedly they're actually testing a like a Wi-Fi system that was there was an implanted uh, what did he call it? Uh, the brain net mm -hmm. and supposedly was violating privacy laws of these university students because this is where they're testing it where all these students were able to kind of have telepathic communication yeah. and they're able to 
they weren't able to lie because they all understood what they were thinking. So it's like this hive mindset that's all plugged in. He didn't go into details of how they were doing this or whether he talked to, um, what is it called? Whether he talked to these students, Mm -hmm. but he was exposing different news networks. They're talking about this and he was basically linking uh, the government was linking it to like insurance companies. There's like these kind of things happening. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. If you if you see kind of like you look at the the military industry and how they do warfare now, you could say it's just like missiles, right? That they're just just being being shot at certain locations and certain targets. And these rockets have to have to communicate with these satellites and they have to speak to one another. And I'm sure that there possibly is something going on, some similar that you just mentioned. Because it's one of those things where there is like worldwide and national laws that forbid you to do certain kind of experiments. But the fact that somebody brought the idea to the table, it probably already means someone's working on it. So it's one of those things where, yes, these laws exist where we, sh- we can't do this on, on people because of these ethical issues. But if someone brought the idea to the table, somebody is already probably working on it. So you should probably be working on it too, right? So let's, let's just say like these brain chips. You guys think other countries aren't working on, on brain chips besides us or besides like somebody in the Middle East, besides like somebody like China, besides somebody like Britain and France. They're all working on this technology because even though they don't talk about it, it's something that they're doing in the background because something that you could say has to be done. Should it be done? It shouldn't be done, but it kind of has to be done at the same time because someone's going to be working on it. So it's, it's just like, is it better for one country to have the technology or is it better for technology to be distributed worldwide? Right. And all it takes is just the promotion of Mm -hmm. these agendas to different people, which is going to spark things. You know, if you have somebody that believes in transhumanism and and they're in the big universities and they hold uh, big official powers and they're in Yale, they're going to teach these kids these agendas that they're going to promote these kind of technologies to advancing. And it's going to create want and singularity. You know, it's just like the breakdown of our culture based on what was being taught in schools, like social Marxism, Uh, you know. Even if you take a look at, um, dude, this would be awesome. There's awesome. I want to make a podcast episode if we can about the, the freaking prison system, how that's freaking a big money for, machine exposed that. I think we talked about that before, like a while back. We should probably revisit it. And there's also things, there's another thing I forgot, but what NFTs, I want to tease Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, yeah, yeah. everything. But you guys have Those to tell words. us you guys want these episodes because we're going to stick to more nursing stuff and talk about ventilators and ABGs, ladies and gents. All that fun stuff. What's on our pH? Yeah. 7.35, 7.45. So look at our educational system, what happened. So the Rockefeller Foundation poured millions of dollars into education. If you have that much money because you were an oil tycoon, you were able to basically sway who you wanted to elect on the board mm-hmm. to create the cur- curriculum what for kind of, education. What kind of books to read, what yeah. kind of a, a agenda to pass. Like we've all heard that phrase, whoever wins writes history. That's basically how, how it works. With financial systems, if you pay for the system, you have a say in the system. And it's just wild to, because you know I came through a public educational system. It's look at the, look at the same syllabus that's on a mass scale in America. Like it's not teaching us the proper things. Mm-hmm. Even my uncle, I told you, like he went to DePaul to get a business degree, but they don't teach you how to open up an LLC and start a business. So the whole school paradigm is to just keep you. And get get you put into the system to get attached to a corporate ladder. That's that's really it. They don't True. teach you how to think independently and not be dependent on a system. So, back to my point, it's is, like that um, that one show um, with the girl that like they take people and they give them as like tokens and they fight. 
it's like Mockingbird or something like that. It's like Mockingbird in there. Hunger Games? It's like a Hunger Games where people go into and they get and there's put in like a faction. Society, yes. Yeah, and they put in a faction and you know that's what they're, they're going to be. That's kind of how almost the school system is. Is you're in there just so the governmental bodies or the regulators can put you somewhere or you can figure out where you want to be in the system without actually having a same system because it only gives you these options. Yeah. Uh, and back to that school point is if you know if we could implement that and make that kind of change with some money and just elect people well if you have a bunch of people that believe in transhumanism and think it's a good idea to merge humans with uh humans with technology and cyborg and there's elected officials all around the world promoting this agenda i mean it's only going to happen if they see value in it like mining that data and everything's going to happen why not do it so yeah that, that's 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 it, folks. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I got it off my chest. It's not going to be good for the next couple episodes. So yeah. I wanted to say we're going to throw a little little um, episode like this every so often, you know, just to get get it off our chest. Yeah, I, I love doing research and just trying to figure out where the world is going and just letting letting people be conscious about where th- the influence is or where maybe these big corporations want you to go and think. Yeah. Or even you know? ha- or even. You know, show that it's okay to have these crazy outlandish ideas because sometimes we just don't know what the truth is. So it's better to explore all the avenues and try to figure it out yourself than just be spoon-fed the global narrative, you could say. Yeah, definitely. And if maybe you're going to be looking at the news in the next month or two or half a year, a year, now you're going to look back at this episode and start connecting the dots like, damn, I see that transhumanism agenda mm-hmm. going on or God damn, we're getting closer and closer to AI. It's a little bit... It's scary, but ultimately we have the power as a civilization to choose because you see where the agenda is. They want to create the next evolution of the merge of humans and technology. Do you want it to go there? It's going to be your choice. Right, 100%. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you on the next episode. Peace.